What's up, everybody? We live, we live again, man. What's going on, your boy Mikey? We in the basement again. What's happening, everybody, man? A lot of things going on. A lot of things going on right now. You know, it looks like Westerly is just determined to get that football field. Another thing I noticed out of East, out of Barrington, actually around the state, how a lot of programs, a lot of schools actually refused the security assessment we're actually going to go to that right away i seen channel channel 10 put it out but let's let's get up with that right now and see what here we go you know we're gonna check this out right now from channel 10 it actually talks about the uh, majority of rhode island schools did not apply for state security funds is is what they're saying um so let's see it says um school entrances to enhancing technology burville middle school has made several security upgrades after cashing in on a four hundred thousand dollar emergency fund reimbursement by the state of rhode island um so a lot of schools it looked like did not apply for these funds um Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee announced in May that public school districts could apply for up to $500,000 in emergency approval for school safety repairs and upgrades after some deadly shootings at, at Robb Elementary School. And you've had Texas, but records obtained by uh, Channel 10. Majority of schools didn't. Uh, let's see. Barrington. According to the data from the Rhode Island Department of Education, only 14 districts got that funding, leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars. How are you going to leave all that money at the table? Barrington, 449.7 thousand. What's wrong with that? Give me. Blackstone Valley Prep took 81,000. Boroughville took advantage of almost $400,000. Carahoe, another 500,000. East Providence took advantage of a half a mil. EWG. It looks like they were giving out about five hundred thousand, up to five hundred thousand to schools. New Shawman with eighty thousand on North Smithfield taking the least at thirty-one thousand dollars. North Providence a whopping four hundred and six thousand dollars. Portsmouth two hundred thousand. West Warwick like three hundred and six thousand dollars. This district that did apply for last year's funds got a combined four point seven million. But the amount could have been higher if every school took advantage of the money. MEC 10, let's see, they, it says that they took the numbers to the Education Commissioner, Angela Franti Green, who wasn't surprised to see districts skip out on the funding. Some districts were working on this. They all had to put together a plan that they submitted about the safety measure that they were going to put in their schools. Some of them felt like they already had some of those safety measures. When the governor made the announcement, he wanted every district to do an additional walkthrough of each school to check for security vulnerabilities. So I guess it's fair to say that all these schools that did not ask for the money did not take advantage of the money. I noticed Westerly was not on the list, so they didn't ask for the money, which is pretty, pretty funny. So, um, yeah, that's um, NBC store. NBC ten has the stories. You can go over there and check that out. Some districts were already working on this. Um, they put together a plan. 
If they found anything, they could submit a report to Ride applying for extra funds. We could always use more money. I think our schools are in pretty much good shape. Um, I team report from last year that North Providence is the only district with an active shooter detection system in place. Hey, you know, North Providence, they got a football field last year. They got an active shooter detection system in place. I don't think there is a video to this, but that's going on in North. In, um, that's going on over over there. So, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about, um, we're going to get into this a little bit. video now. The access is a little bit different. Piping is a little bit different, things of that nature. Um, um, that's if that's standalone. If you say to me, I would like to do just the stadium field, um, that would go up approximately, that number would go up approximately 10%. So 10% on that number is $1,387,650 compared to the one, two and change. And then the quad field would go up to $1,188,550. So they go up approximately 10%. Now, is it exactly? So if you did these separate, they go up, They, he, I think he said about about 10% if you do them in the calendar, I guess in the, in the same calendar year. So after all this last night at, I mean, um, last week at the board was basically, um, hang on, was basically voted down. Why ain't this going on? The finance committee put out, um, the finance committee ended up putting out was it this one? Yeah, they ended up putting putting this out that basically says that the current pricing proposal from Field Turf for the Westerly High School Stadium Field is one point three million. A school committee committed um, a half million for turf fields, and the town council matched the commitment for a total of one million the excess unassigned fund balance over five percent of the annual operating budget is one point eight hundred thousand sixty nine three hundred and seventeen dollars the anticipated fiscal year 2023 surplus is six hundred thirty three thousand so that balance for maintenance of seven hundred and nineteen thousand that must have approval from the school committee for projects 
I recommend the school committee approve use of this committed maintenance up to 374000 for the high school stadium field. I also recommend that the school committee commit 11000 for committed fund balance for the field design services for the field cost. The commitment of the field design is um, 50000 and the contract is 39000 The quad will be put on a fundraiser. So basically, what they're saying is like, this is what we want y'all to 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 do. You know, um, I think this like, I don't think people have. I mean, I might be wrong, but seeing that all this stuff was delivered, do we really have much of a choice if this field is going to happen? I mean, I I want the field. I'm not even gonna lie, Salisbury Field is a safety issue. Eight years ago, when I started screaming at Dwayne Miranda, Jamie Vettolino, they came running. From everywhere. Oh, you got to be quiet. You're telling everybody it's dangerous at Salisbury Field. You're telling everybody it's dangerous over there. You're telling, you know, RIIL wants us to put out an emergency um, artillery in case we can't play at Salisbury Field. This was when we had the Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, maybe it was um, 2019. It was so cold. The cleats couldn't even stick to the damn ground. So the kids had a, they had to put on their, um, they had to put on their football cleats because they had to put on their, their regular sneakers because the cleats wouldn't even stick into the ground. But um, I know that, that they were saying, who was it? Salino. He said, oh, there's. There's rumors that there was, you know, materials delivered. We got to stop all these rumors. And it's like, it's not rumors. There is material that was delivered not far from the location where they're going to use it at the high school. Now, you're watching this school committee meeting where the vice president of the turf company said, we did not order any materials Exactly 10%? No. Well, Westerly. I mean, it would, if, if you said, hey, I just want to do this one or this one, it would, you know, we would run it through the, the co-op. You know, we kind of got this information a couple of days ago. I don't want to give you a bad number. So we can run it. It takes about a Let week. Let me pause this for a minute. A he mentioned the co-op. Um, there is obviously. An he mentioned the co-op and, and it was something a lot of people said that this project did not go out to bid. And let me see. Where did I put that video? Here we go. I could. So in a conversation with the town manager yesterday, he was clear that going through the source well process uh, basically is the RFP, that, that yes. an RFP has been issued through this process. Correct. Um, because this project or others using the source well process doesn't need to go to bid, doesn't necessarily mean that it shouldn't. But the but the expectation would be that the pricing would be higher than we would get through source well. Yes, because you're not getting the volume pricing that they get right. because of all the members that could potentially purchase off this contract. Okay, so the community members who are concerned about this not having gone out to bid, it actually has. It has. Okay. Thank you. Actually, 22 vendors participated in it. So. Thank you. So they said this project did go out to bid 
and 22 vendors actually had the chance to participate in the bidding. And the superintendent said we did not have to put this out to bid. I'll pick up from there. So um, part of the reason why we're having this discussion, this doesn't reflect on Mr. Dijek or, or your company, but um, things here have kind of gotten just, for lack of a better term, out of control. Um, I think it may have started with an email that was sent by the athletic director stating that there was a start date for the fields. Um, and uh, it's kind of snowballed from there. So we all know that this body is the only body that can authorize any work to be done at those fields. And this body has not done that to this point, correct? Mr. Dijek, we don't have anything. No, no, no contract, no agreement, no nothing. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so, you know, how, how the conversation started into start dates and, you know, completion dates and, there was a rumor about materials being dropped off and all that things. Um, it's really just snowballed out of control. So we as a committee need to really take this back. We need to make sure that um, we know exactly what's going on, what we've approved, what we haven't approved, what we can expect um, in the future. For, for my point, I know a lot of, I would imagine probably all members feel this way. So was it a rumor? I mean, he said there was a rumor that materials were dropped off. I mean, we know for a fact that materials were dropped off, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. I want the field. You know what I mean? I'm not even going to lie. The quad, on the other hand, I don't think the quad needs turf. Now, I understand that you could do some events on here. I like the quad being turf for the fact that you can rent out two fields. Say if you had some events come in here, you had some some dog shows come through or a carnival or or just some kind of event. And, you know, they have a chance to get two football fields. I mean, two big fields, you know, um, I think you would jump on it, you know. But as far as the the main field, you know, I really think that the main field would be would be good. It, it's beneficial. And all this talk about, oh, it's dangerous, the thing, the that, the this, the that. I mean, a lot of people have put in old research from 2015. Find me something from maybe something new and not something from Kingston Turf Farm. That's for sure. Um, all right, we're going to get back into this video. I do want to talk about Dan Barry a little bit as well, because I said back in 2019 when Dan Barry came into this, when Dwayne Miranda was still here. They were giving him $12,000 for a feasibility study. And I was like, you're giving this guy $12,000 to do a survey? And he did a survey that said Westerly should be able to bring in $400,000 to $600,000. And that has not happened. I mean, on paper, oh, yeah, we brought in two hundred and what, two hundred and. Two hundred thirty thousand, but in actual receipts, we only have what nineteen thousand. So I looked up Dan Barry's website. And I, you know, and I just wanted to see how much Dan Barry and Associates is pushing the Westerly High School project. I mean, you gave the guy what? Um You gave Dan Barry $40,000. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, you gave Dan Barry over $40,000 to get this field just off the fact that, um, oh, we raised a million for Narragansett. 
So I wanted to look on Dan Barry's website. So I went on his website and I said, well, you know, let's see. It says representation of clients. So let's look on here and, and, you know, see exactly what he has. Let's see. He has University of Rhode Island experience with proven results. So I look on here. Dan Barry is an associate fundraising and marketing division. Clients have included now Wesley High School should be on this list. And even as of now, I do not see. Let me make sure you all see what I can see. Oh, no, you can't. Hang on. Hold on. I didn't see them on this on this this list, but let me get it up here. Here we are. All right, I didn't see Dan. Um, I didn't see Westerly anywhere on this list. And depending what you're looking at, this it could be small, but um, but basically everything on here but the kitchen sink. Um, New Hope Women's Shelter, Station Fire Memorial Park Campaign, Norman Bird Sanctuary, Narragansett MLM Library. Um, Arctic Playhouse, the Rhode Island Center Assistant, those in need, Animal Rescue in Rhode Island, Rhode Island Historic Society, Ocean Tide School, Narragansett. Um, nope, nope. Um, here we go. Oh, no, that's the Warm Center in Westerly. But I don't see anything about Westerly High School, Westerly Athletic Facility. So, what are you getting for $40,000? And, um, Ed Hack, you know, I would like to ask you and Diane Bowdy. Out of that $20,000, how much of it did Dan Barry and Associates actually bring in? And how much of that $20,000 was actually Westerly residents or Westerly or anybody from Westerly? How much money was brought in from Dan Barry? Because you gave this guy over 40. You gave this guy over $40,000. So how much of that? How much of that 40000 did Dan, I mean, how? yeah, how much, you know, of that $20,000 did Dan Barry bring in? And, and even watching the school committee meeting a couple days ago, even watching the school committee meeting a few days ago, I did, you know, Miss um, Bowdy, she looked like she was the agent for Dan Barry. Oh, you know, we got to do this. We got to do that. We need to give him the money for that. I'm pretty, pretty nervous. You know, there, there's a lot of, um, economies of scale and lack of mobilization when you do a project of this size and scope where you don't have to come back. Um, so that, I, I think that answered your questions, but um, it's about a 10% delta if you separate the fields, basically is the answer. Okay. I'm just getting sorry, let me just one quick thing, sorry. Um, so, and just so I'm understanding, looking on the con conditions under term B, so based on, you'd have to have 50% at the execution and then 40% as a material, so you would need 90% before the shovel hits the ground yeah, that's so that's like standard language mm -hmm. um with when it's a municipal municipal
they're asking him basically, uh, your contract says that you need to put so much money down. You're saying that's basically just for private, private companies, private vendors, but municipalities, we usually don't go that route. Municipality, uh, you know, usually we bill like net 30. Um, so that's, a, that's, in the house. that's like standard language that up, uh, the co-op in our company has in there just as standard boilerplate language. But usually with a municipality with a average to above average bond rating, it's usually like net 30. So for example, shovel goes in the ground 30 days later, you're going to get a bill for what we've already done. Um, and then we do pay apps, certified pay apps every month or however you, we would like us to do it. Thank you. Yeah. So definitely not 90%. <laughs> that's a, that's sometimes with a private group, we, we do ask for a hundred percent of the materials before it lands, but that's private and public agencies. We treat them a little bit different. Go ahead. Mrs. Whitehall. Thank you. Um, so when we look at um, the second page of the co-op proposal where it gives us um, add-ons, what, what, I guess we would need to talk about what there we want to do because some of those seem like they would need to be included in the pricing. Um, Which page one more? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, page. It's, like, yeah, it's the second page of the proposal where it says alternate price. Next page. Oh, it starts on top of page two. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Would you like me to review those quickly or? Um, sure. Okay. Please. So we. Now, some of these add-ons you are not even going to need, and I actually have an updated version for the May 3rd school committee meeting. I just have to upload inside the, and the add-ons all changed. So what we have now for now the add-ons, you do not need a net going all the way. Let's start at the top. Performance and payment bonds, that's basically if the company goes out of business, that'll cover the money, right? So that's 35,000. Do you need it? Is field turf going out of business? I don't know. Is it smart for municipalities to take on a performance and payment bond? I don't know. Number two, the end zone lettering in the end zones, you know, $17,500 because these things are made in like sheets, kind of like an eight by four sheet. And they have to digitally enhance each one. So the letters all match up, right? So that's 17,500. That's something you may, you may need. Alternative number three, a 15-foot tall ball netting, sleeves, and poles. Now, he says, like, you got to kind of do the foundation early on because you can't come back later on and do this. Um, and then there's another one that has a net going all the way around. So there's 80000 you don't need. Another 53000 don't need. Now, the seventeen five, you you're probably going to need that. It's maybe be easier to deal with this company. And the performance bonds, not sure. Do you need them or not? Let's get back to this video. Let me take this down. So we take out PMP bonds because not all projects need them. Um, so if you do need performance and payment bonds, that's that's an adder. Uh, performance and payment bonds. My opinion is it's it's a lot of money for nothing, but if field turf ever went out of business, um, if we said we're not going to pay our subs, um, if we just walked off the job, you could go after our bond for to make payment for that. Um, and we've done jobs that 
I mean, University of Rhode Island, Bryant, you know, Salve, Roger. I mean, we, we don't, we're not, but, but if you want to do, it's like protection, basically what it is. Uh, but it does add up with a project of the scope. Um, the, um, the lettering um, is just graphics. So, so basically any color on our field is quote unquote free. Um, but if you want graphics, they cost a little bit more money. So uh, if you wanted um, a logo, that's included in the price, but that does cost more or lettering in the end zones, each letter does cost more to, to build. Um, so that would be an alternate. Um, and then alternate three and four is ball safety netting on the ends of the fields. Um, those aren't required by any anybody, but uh, we could even break that out further by doing sleeves first. And then, and then you know, you could purchase the netting and poles at a later date, um, but you can't really put the sleeves in after the fact. You'd have to tear half the 20% of the field up. Um, again, not needed, but it was just um, kind of talked about um, the, from a spur safety standpoint. Yeah, are you good luck for that? Andrew, can you explain the lettering again? That just wasn't clear to me. So what's what's included and what's not included? So what's included in the in the lump sum number on page one is a center logo. The, your bulldog center logo, that's in the center of the field. And you can see that um, on the last page there's an engineered design that shows the center logo. And it's not gray, obviously, it's gonna be your colors. Um, that would be a set that's included. What is not included, if you look at the last page, is in one end zone of the stadium field, it says Westerly, and on the other end zone, it says Bulldogs. So those letters are an adder onto what the project is based on the alternates that are on page two. Um, and the reason for that, it just, it just costs money to do the graphics installation, things of that nature. Uh, it's a it's fifty percent of the schools have them. Fifty percent don't. It's it's all personal preference. Mr. Over. Okay, uh, a little more clarification. When you say the ball safety um, netting and sleeves, do we currently have that on the field? I don't think so. No. And um, what, what kind of are you talking about safety of the? players or the people on the sideline? Yeah, so a lot of it is if uh, people are walking on the track um, during like lacrosse practice, uh, you know, you have a ball and you shoot it and they don't hit the net all the time. So this net protects for the balls from going off of the field. Um, and it, it, if one field had it, we said, well, let's just do have it for both fields. Um, so if people are walking in that track area. Um, that's the reason for it. It's mostly lacrosse balls soccer, football, but it doesn't hurt that bad, but lacrosse balls do hurt pretty bad. Okay, thank you. Mrs. Cook. So the school, this, uh, this is um, just so you know, the school committee has been told all along that this project would cost um, 2.4 to 2.5 million. Um, but I'm looking at the baseline price, like you, as you said, I think you said it was standalone is 2.3 and change, but on page, I don't know what even page it is. I don't have my page numbers, but what it doesn't include is electrical work, tree removal, blasting and rock removal, um, and the permitting, 
um, site security and the construction fencing permit fees. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things that are not included. So we don't even know what this project's going to cost at this point. I thought we did know this, so this is news to me. Sure, please yeah, do. Yeah, so all the things that you mentioned are things that we don't believe you need to do the project. So we don't believe you need, like there's no lighting, um, there's no scoreboard work, um, there's no bringing any electrical access to the site. We just in the past, we just wanna make clear what our scope is. Um, we don't think there's gonna be any blasting rock or ledge removal because we did do test pits down to eight feet. So we don't, we don't believe um, that you're gonna need it, but stranger things have happened and we just wanna make sure that if that's in there, you know, If I were to bet my life on it, I'd probably be betting that we're not going to hit it, but we do, that's language that we kind of have to put in there. But that's why we do the test bits and go down eight feet, because we only have to go down about a foot and a half and we go down further just to make sure. Um, usually permit fees are waived if it's a municipal project. So we'll uh, provide all of the documentation needed for either local or state agencies, but most of the time that those those fees are waived. So, I, you know, uh, with all due respect, I think you do have a price to do the project, um, but in general, and all contracts are excluded. Conclusions, I, I don't think you'll need any of these to complete the project. If, if we did, they'd be they'd be in the base bid price. Um, the other question I had is um, a lot of people are concerned about the track. We just spent a lot of money to, um, to redo the track. And um, I just would like to get an answer to the question. Do we have to just. the track and if so do we have to bake that price in to redo the track and how much would i don't know if you could even answer how much that would cost well yeah so the, we we've um you don't need to touch the track if you had to after the fact it'd probably be close to eight hundred thousand dollars but we're, we don't we don't anticipate you touching the track there are right now existing four six inch pipes that are underneath the track that exit water currently into stormwater systems. And um, I forget what the name of the street is, but down a uh, street, a culvert. Um, we're gonna reuse those existing pipes. So we don't have to do any excavation or boring underneath the track at all. And to get to the grass area, we will provide track protection. It's not a bridge per se, but it is protection from the track. We also take pictures before and after the fact 
and we'd be happy to put in our contract if there was any damage during construction, we would pay for it. Um, but we don't, we, we, in a project, in the, like in the old days, <laughs> you'd have to do everything at once. But now what we do is we cut, um, we, we peel back a little, just a tiny bit of the track, we cut the asphalt, and then we start our curve from right there. Um, so you don't have to, there's no, there should be no needed funds to be able to repair the track. And if the track did need it to be repaired, we would be the one that we'd be doing. We also own the largest track company in the country as well. So we'd be doing the track work in-house. Those are both good questions. Anybody else? Ms. Blackwell, yeah. There it is. Um, just more specifically on the prices, do not include, Rob. Um, mm -hmm. Tree removal, there's been some talk that some of the trees on the quad would have to be removed. I just would like someone to address that. Um, permits, he mentioned. Um, a vehicle to tow maintenance equipment. Um, I'd just like to know what that's all about. And then the um, security and construction fencing. We need to fence around or does the fence that is currently there, is that adequate for a construction site for Algeria fields? Yeah, so I think the vehicle, which he's probably going to say, is like a golf cart, a gator, you know, something small. And I think um, Jamie Vettolino actually has one. So we already have that. So you don't have to really worry about that. And that's just the tow equipment. You know, the sanitizing equipment, the sweeper after the game, you're running up and down the field, just stuff like like that. And security feds, I think it's like one of them blue catch fences, you know, the the green ones for safety. So with the, you might not know, be aware of the trees or not, if they have to do anything on, on that site. We will not be touching any trees on the site at all. Um, we We don't think you should do them, and it's not part of the scope of the size of the field and that's for the quad that's, that's what, what the we're quad. referring to correct okay. yeah and um, then what kind of vehicles do you need to pull is it like one equipment or, or is it bigger right so we provide um with every project a, a tow behind uh, groomer and a tow behind sweeper one for the project so one of each so it's two mm -hmm. um but you can't walk with it so you have to have like a golf cart or a gator or a john some kind of something to tow it but they're very light and hundreds not, of not heavy machinery they're not no um, to, can I answer the other two that you had? Yeah, to? of course. I was going to ask about the fencing next because that seems pretty standard. But so, so fencing right now, you have a fence around the the stadium field currently. Uh, so we would not fence at all for the quad field. We would put construction or um, it, it's not like chain link. Uh, it would be like plastic construction fencing to delineate the area so that nobody would go over. Um, it. We, we put the security because if, if something, say we had material in and it got vandalized or something, we'd have to have a conversation about it. Um, but to put actual, and we've had to do this before at a private school in a, in a kind of a rough area, but we had to put like eight or 10 foot chain link fence around this whole area. The cost of that, you'll, you'll never have vandalism enough to create the cost of what that costs. It's like $150,000 because it's like three months. It's you know, you have to set it up and break it down. You'll never have that much damage. It's not worth it. So we provide like a delineation of construction, but we don't have like a security fence around the quad. Um, we wouldn't have that. We don't think it's needed. And is that like a silt fence or? A we will have silt form? fencing. Well, we will have silt fencing um, in other areas to prevent runoff. runoff but yeah. this area is like an orange construction fence. It's about yay high. It's plastic. It, you can kind of see through it. It does delineate. I mean, you won't want to walk through it when the mm -hmm. construction is going on anyway. And then there was one more I didn't write down. You got, yeah, we, we got it. said like a golf cart, one of those gators. Yeah. Yeah. They use them a golf cart. 
to something else. Swipe it. No. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You still got the floor. So I saw some correspondence from like June of last year where this was project was priced at 3.1 million. So I'm curious how how does it go down? Nothing in the world's going down right now. <laughs> Do you know who it was priced with? Was it I don't know. It was an email that was it was a school committee email correspondence. Did you guys do any other? I, we well, uh, two things. I think one, they they may have they you may have received an outside estimate not through the co-op, um, so it's about a ten to fifteen percent discount going through that. So that might be part of it. The other part was there might have we call it scope creep, but there might there may have been additional scope items in there that have increased it. Yeah, not not nothing is is going down at all. Um, you know, but this fit is what you're saying. Hmm? This did go down is what you're saying. It's a three million. No, no, yeah, I don't just, I, just yeah. from what what's that? Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm asking you guys because I wasn't here then. Yeah, I don't recall. Do you know? I, I don't you? know, but I know when we were talking about this school building project and the initial estimates were coming in higher because they were uh things were getting bad and they were expecting to get even worse. So they would they did uh a higher estimate and about six months later, they went back and said, no, we, we've overestimated it. It's not going to be as much. It's still going to be more, but it's not going to be as much as we were afraid of. And that's what happened with the school building project. Any other questions right now for Mr. Dijak? Test on this and, you know, we'd be happy to sell you disinfectant, but you just don't need it. They, they, many tests on this and, you know, um, standpoint division that does that, not that. This is where he's talking about the disinfectant of the field. Um, and I want a lot of people to listen to this part. You could contract with us and we have a, like a professional maintenance division that does that not needed, but if you needed it. Um, and then from a disinfectant um, standpoint, um, you know, uh, we've done many tests on this and, you know, we'd be happy to sell you disinfectant, but you just don't need it. The, uh, the heat and the water running through the fields kills more than any dis disinfectant would kill. Um, we we do have a disinfectant. Um, it's like you know the under that joke about the car, the under whatever glow. Whatever. You just it's just not needed. Um, the fields are as clean or cleaner than a, a natural field. No no problem. So after field gets installed, um, is it ten years? It has to get redone. Is that is that so the, the warranty um, is eight years on this product for everything. Um, if you properly maintain it, uh, the, the quality of these fields should last if you maintain it 12 to 15 years. Uh, so if, you, if you're not maintaining it correctly, we'd love to help you out doing that because the field should last 15 years, okay? But the, but the warranty is for eight. At that point, you don't have to build any infrastructure. So at that point, you do have to replace it. Um, but you would just be replacing the carpet. Um, this infill will last about 100 years, so you can take the infill out, extract it. Um, you can, uh, we would like grade the base just to make sure, put new carpet down, then reuse the infill. So at the time, it's just a just the carpet. It's just the carpet, typically. Thank you, Mrs. Bowden. Um, do you train our maintenance workers to? Take care of it. Yeah. So before 
we get paid our usually there's like a five or ten percent retainage before that's paid what you have to do is sign what's called a certificate of completion that triggers the warranty part of that certificate of completion is training for your maintenance staff so if we don't do it you don't sign the certificate of completion we don't get you know 10 or five to ten percent of whatever the retainage is um, so the short answer yes and you got my long answer already this is good so I think you know this, and I, I think Dr. Garceau, you had a correspondence with someone from FieldTurf um, regarding this, but speaking of infill, I mean, I have pretty good reason to believe that some of the materials have been delivered. I don't know if they're from your firm, um, but delivered to Rawson Materials, which is located on Old Hopkinton Road, and we've been told on the school committee side that um, nothing came from field turf, that nothing had been delivered um, from your firm, but I didn't know if it was from a subcontractor that maybe um, delivered materials ahead of time. So, so I'll be very clear, very honest, and we, we've not purchased or any material at all for this project, zero, not $1 at all. Um, we do partner with local quarries. We, we buy millions and millions of pounds of stone. And we also use those facilities to sometimes store things throughout you know the wait, the price of diesel fuel four ninety nine a gallon five thirteen a gallon. They have a contract with Rawson. You already read between the lines is all I'm gonna say. New England, but very clear, very honest. Not one article. The only thing we've ever we've done for this project is done engineering services. Nothing else. And no one placed an order for this material. Not from Westerly. No. Thank you not from westerly anybody else questions now you tell me there shouldn't have been a follow-up question with that so no one ordered it not from westerly like uh i was no i didn't ask you that i asked you are them stones sitting there for use for potential use for future use of salagory field i didn't ask you if you ordered anything for westerly I asked you if if that stone is for future use at Westerly High School. A follow-up question should should have been asked. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. All right. So um I think one of the next things we want to talk about next is we're going to talk about scheduling next. Is it, in terms of, oh, there was some conversation. I wasn't there for it about getting our building subcommittee involved. And I see Mr. Hopkins is trying to hide. You the actually background, did go over to the subcommittee. Gotcha anyway. Um, so, you know, with a project of this size and scope, um, you know, it seems like to me, like, you know, you would need like a general contract, somebody who's overseeing this whole thing. And it's obviously it's not something that. If safety was an issue, I didn't see anywhere from the school committee as the vice president about the safety of the fields, the little rubber rubber pellets. Now I talk to people at other programs that have natural, has artificial turf, not Smithfield. And he said, the worst part about it is you bring them little black pellets home with you. Um, I think that this committee can handle so, um, I don't know if that's something we can bring up here if, if in terms of vote attorney Nardone or um, it is it is 
Oh, look at that. So I have to wait for that? I'll wait for that. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, all right, so the, I guess, I don't know if the next part would be we want to talk about schedule of proposed work, including the costs. I mean, does this committee want to have some discussion at this point about when we think this work should be being done, started? I know I have a thought, but I'll listen to... Well, I, I mean, I think uh, it's clear that I don't, you know, the, the monetary outlet, we don't have it yet. So I think we need to, you know, raise some money, which I think we're trying to do. But I don't know if we can put this on a hard timeline without knowing what those funds are or what, till those funds come in. That's my thought. I don't know if anybody else wants to have a thought. Mrs. Whitehall, then Mrs. Bowdy. That, that would be my thought as well. I mean, I know we're going to talk about the fundraising as well, but so many different numbers have been quoted, but we did receive an email last night indicating that what we have actually deposited in fundraising is significantly lower than the estimated amounts that have been said at this town council meeting and at this meeting last week. So I, I certainly would not. Oh, you know, Diane Bowdy, blood pressure is fuming right now agree to starting a project that we don't have fully funded we got the money we got the money so um the amount raised has been the amount raised is right we raised two hundred thirty thousand. well we only have nineteen thousand. unless will filter have taken iou stated correctly it's about two hundred and thirty thousand. but what we have deposited is just you know checks but for 20 whatever 30k but it's no, not 30 over not 30. time people are 19 pledging money. not even 20 but the total pledge today is 230 so um it don't matter what the pledge is so this body so um what i would say is show me uh, the money if if we're going to wait until um we have enough money for both fields then that's this committee's decision. I would advise against it because we do have enough to go forward with um, for Jerry. And I'm, my concern is the, long, the longer we put this off, the more the price goes up. But I'm just one vote. So. And, but and Mr. Dijek did allude to the fact that that would be a different price because of the, um, the need if you're doing one field. Am I right on that? Right. You could just not. If, if one field, if one field is on this year, yes. If 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 two, then you have the price yep. proposal. Hit the stream yard yeah, so link. You want to come on? You want to talk about this? Anybody else on the school on committee? You want to come on talk about this? Point. Let us know what you think. Come on. But Mrs. Cook, and then Mrs. Stop. So we've been told yeah, numerous times um, come up here and talk about that it. we might, and and I won't put Justin on the spot. I know we're hopefully we can put an open forum at some point on this agenda tonight so that if and Justin did want to answer my question, he could. Um, but um, that ride might is. have some money for the infrastructure part of the fields. We may be able to get some ride monies if we put this in our five year capital plan, which is something I had suggested a couple of years ago. Years ago, right? Um, so we could get some of the 35% reimbursement for that. Um, Ms. Fuller, who's the head of the Rhode Island, um, Southern Rhode Island Conservation District, has told us numerous times, at least me, that she can get us uh, grant funding for some of this project. So there's some money there. Um, and then I know there was some work to get some more grants. I don't know, Ms. Bowdy, you had mentioned a few times, maybe we can get grant money. Do we have it? This, you know, when she asked Ms. Ms. Bowdy this, right, I think Ms. Bowdy was like, um, um, grant money? Um, 
Kennedy did it. She was like so used to everyone blaming on the Kennedys. Miss Bowdy was like, grant money? Um, um, you know, this lady was supposed to be getting grant money. An update on that? Um, uh, I know that Kennedy's did it. Representative Azanaro and Kennedy are both working on a grant, but I don't know the amount right now. And I, I do know not know. You're supposed to be working on grant. This is your and your baby, uh, right? This is your plate. Get this lady far away from to, this so. project today. This is why I call, and then Mr. Ober. I, I think we need, I, there's a huge difference between 19,500 having been deposited and a, a verbal 240,000. That's big. And I don't know, I, I mean, I guess even in the fundraising information, he estimated what 80%, 75 or 80% of pledges you could typically count on but what when would the pledges come in so that we would know we actually have the money i mean right now we were told deposited nineteen thousand five hundred. period we got so, so some of the pledges are over three years some are over two some are over five so i mean we'd have to analyze them all so Easy then enough. who pays up front if we have a two say we have 220 in pledges over three years because we only have 20,000 actually in the bank right now, 19.5. So who's paying the 220,000 in 21 days or whatever that he needs his payment? Right. That's a question. I mean, we can have another fundraiser. Maybe, maybe we can give Dan Barry another 7,500 and he can have another fundraising feasibility study on how to raise the fundraising for the fundraiser. Mr. I mean, my, my concern is that, right, we may not have all the money, but also that would be awesome. We wouldn't be able to start any kind of field work until next year, 24. So, I mean, I, I think, I'm not exactly sure about, about the scheduling because do we have enough money right now to fit finish one field? I mean, I would, it, it, as far and as I know, I would say no. Yeah. So I and and I would also say I know that um, well, the finance you know, department, the town's to committed money. You can make this work. It's committed money, but um, I know what I definitely don't want to leave taxpayers holding the bag on something that you know, for, in all, in all honesty, got voted down a couple times right. already. So I think I got voted down once, but besides that. I don't think we could actually go back to the taxpayers. And so, yeah. I mean, and I wouldn't want to, and yeah. I wouldn't want to, and I don't want to just commit funds. I personally don't want to just commit funds from our fund balance or anything else right. to, to pull this off. I think if, I think the fundraising is a great idea. I think if there's grants out there, if there's other ways to subsidize the cost of this, um, then we do that because I'm in favor of the turf field, but um, I just personally, I don't see how it can happen. So why are we not out there fundraising ourselves? Why are we not out there with kids at Stop and Shop with, with the cans? Or having, let's have an auction. Let's say Sal Morano, right? Let's take Sal. You can go on a date with big old Sal Morano from WBLQ. How about that? Lou Mizzucci. Lou Mizzucci. There's another one. You know, um, or dinner with Lou. Or how about dinner with the coach? You can go have dinner with Coach Ronnie Spazzato happen this quickly when we don't have the money right that's me 
and, and that's what I keep coming back to. Uh, the idea of doing it as, but actually the ultimate idea is do it all together, do it a little bit cheaper and get one of the reimbursement camp. But again, we don't have the money to do that up front. And I mean, that's, that's the problem of doing um, fundraising. You, you, can't, you can't bond with it. You, you can't, can't plan for the future right, you because you can only look at exactly what you can get. Where's Ed Hack at this conversation? Where's Jamie Vettolino? Because they could have answered some of these questions. I mean, I know Jamie got thrown under the bus, which was <laughs> which was crazy. Um, and I read the email that Jamie sent out. He said, I was given a green light to let you all know we're going to be starting construction soon. Uh, so I, I think well, we almost have to hold off. Uh, anybody else on the list? Thank you. There we go. All right, got it. Um, so I totally, you know, I think this is a great project and I do know that it's important um, for our students, for our community to have this. However, I feel like as we're talking about fundraising, it almost seems like we need a schedule for the fundraising to set some real intentional goals and deadlines to say when we get to this point, now we feel confident to get a number on what that proposal looks like at that point and really what's realistic and then make a decision based off of when we hit that goal of saying, now we're here, do we go one field, both fields, what's the next step? But I think there needs to be a schedule for the fund so we know what we're going into. Thank you, good point. Anybody else on, on this particular item? If not, we'll move on to fundraising, which I think we're kind of already talking about. Uh, is there anything additional on? As it sits now, you mean? Uh, 1,300,000. And eighty-seven thousand six hundred fifty dollars. But that's assuming both fields, right? No, that's that's standalone. That's just standalone. One point, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Of course, you can. Joe. The sta standalone. I know it gets so. I'm not trying to be You're confusing. Fine. It's standalone as long as the other field wasn't done this year. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if it's next year, it, it's going to be a different, right? It's going to be, if it was one field and then you come back to, hey, halfway through the first one, I want to do the second one, um, we could change the term of the total contract. But if one field this year, that's that's the number for the stadium, 138765. If I said we're just doing one field, that's all we're doing. It's one one three eight seven six five zero ish. Okay. Thanks. Go ahead, Mr. Gincarelli. I, I guess I just wanted to know why, 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 the reasoning why we're doing two field. Why, what, why are we doing a quad? I guess I don't. I don't know who, who was on the committee or what. I'm just wondering why we decided. Why did we end up deciding to do both? Why I think I think there was some discussion that the, the more playability on it um, and for the practices. Um, but I, I can't speak intelligently to that. I'm it's over usage. Sure. That's what it is. If we had um... this next comment is like the dumbest thing that I've heard this whole meeting. But yeah, basically, this is why Jamie or Ed Hack should have been here. You know, uh, why do we need the two fields? They're saying because of the overusage, you know, the abuse that Salagari takes now with everyone on it, the band practicing on it, soccer plays at another place. I remember Stonington soccer coach say we won't play in Westerly because it's dangerous. I said, he said that point blank, but use the field. Um, this lady, like, yeah, we had 22 fields. 
Like, oh my God, get this lady far away from, get her far away from any cockies, any kind of electric power tools. Don't let her use the electric knife in the kitchen. Take the blender away. And natural turf fields. And we could say fields one and two are going to rest this year. And we'll use the other eight. And if we had eight fields, we don't need this. We, we could rest two fields. Lady, you've been on the school committee how many years? Oh my God. Fields on fundraising. Bag of rocks. Now we'll go to financing contingency. That's on here. Bag of Anybody rocks. Have anything on that? Yeah. Tell me, you and Bob, how are you and Bob even related? None. All right. Education. So we'll Bob move on to very item smart, B. Very talk talks about, very intelligent. Uh, Daniel Barry Associates extension of contract. This next one, the Daniel Barry Associates. Oh my God, this guy. We've got to get into this. So this is, I believe this one we have to have a motion on. No? no? Oh, okay. Uh, Dan, did you want to talk about this? You had emailed us about. Yeah, so what happened is we contracted Dan Barry. Um, they successfully fundraised for the Narragansett field. Um, their goal was the same as it was here. Speaking now is Dan Barry's agent, Diane Bowdy. You know, Ms. Bowdy, what do you say? I thought you was a, aren't you a school committee member? No, right now I'm speaking for Dan Barry. Like you were talking like his agent. You're supposed to protect the school department. Do you know Dan Barry? Ms. Bowdy, what did you fight so hard to get him this money for? For what? We couldn't contact Chuck Royce. There's not enough people in this town to say, all right, let's raise the money. Let's go talk to Chuck Royce. Let's go talk to Taylor Swift's dad. I heard he was willing to put up some money to nonprofit. I think like maybe 25 grand, you know, but it is what it is. Let's go talk to some of these people in town. Which is about 500K and they raised over a million there. Um, so hopefully we're like that. We can't credit Dan but, Barry um, with raising the money, the million dollars for Narragansett. Uh, we had a, leave six or seven month contract with, with Mr. Barry. And we, Westerly, stopped that process three times. One, because we didn't One want was to, to disguise that we're trying to get the money November for the school bond. For uh, schools. Two, for the holidays. Three, waiting on the town council approval. So Dan has essentially had to restart the campaign three times. Poor guy. And we're not done. We're not where we need to be. Um, so we're looking for an extension of up to four months, which is up to 15000 to carry us through. Um, so now did you hear what she said? She said, we are. We're looking for an extension. And the way I caught that is not Westerly's looking for an extension because I don't think any member of the school board really wanted to give this guy another 7,500. August through the end of the summer. That's all. Extension of up to four months, which is up to 15,000 to carry us through um, August, through the end of the summer. That's all. It was 
you're giving this guy four grand a month for what? Since I remember I say he came on back in 2019, you give him 12 grand for a feasibility study, you give him another 40 grand to raise $19,500. That is a deal. As hurting as I am today, maybe I'm going to contract Dan Barry. My goodness. The goal was, I mean, it's kind of it's between four and 600. Is that yeah, the, so I between four and six. So the goal, I always just say. It's yeah, his study, he said, yeah, right? for 12,000. He said, yeah, goal, we can raise between four and 600,000. the same as the goal in Narragansett. So if we follow Narragansett's lead, we'll be over well over a million for fundraising. Okay. Ms. Cook. As much as I want these fields, I cannot support paying any more taxpayer money to Mr. Barry. We've already spent how much on this between the feasibility study, um, the money we, we gave him to do the actual fundraising, and now we're asking for 15 grand more, and we have $30,000, no, $20,000 in the bank, which doesn't even cover his, his costs. So to me, it's ludicrous to continue to pay somebody to do fundraising. when they, it, Whoever whose fault it is, it's not my concern. They didn't hit the goal. I mean, I don't get, if I have a goal at work and I don't meet my goal, I don't get paid again. Sorry, it just doesn't work that way. So it, even if it's not his fault, um, I, I can't support that. If his contract was based on a time frame as opposed to how much money he was gonna be bringing in, if we put pauses on it, did that pause the length of the contract? I mean, if, if he started this in May, which is what his contract says. And then we, I guess the school committee put three pauses on him. Wouldn't that have paused the time of his 14 month contract? I'm hearing that. Just Representative Diane Bowdy, do you have anything to say for your client, Dan Barry? Yeah, I mean, he, we continued to work, just not, um, <laughs> not with the high level people we wanted to go to. <laughs> not with the high level people, because you didn't go to the right people. You had your working group, you know, the Goomba group. You had Jimmy Morano up in there. You had, um, you know, a couple other people, you know, um, like where'd the 20 grand come from? Who cut checks for what? Like you didn't put the right group together. Get this lady far away from this project as possible. Because of the way, because of the way uh, the bond was in, in November and nobody, nobody thought it was a good idea to put both things out there at the same time because they felt both would fail. I don't know that I agree with that, but. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rook, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, you're sorry, Ms. Buckle, you said before. So, um, I lost my train. You know, if I remember. Okay, Mr. Ober. Okay. Well, we just got done talking about, you know, fundraising, what we need to do. I mean, so the contract for the fundraiser is up. I mean, if we want to really fundraise and, and get the money for the fields, we're going to have to. And I put his sign in front of my house. Let's pay him another 7500 He didn't do jack. Jack. He didn't, you know the word I want to use. He didn't even do that. And you want to give him another seven, you know what? Shit. Why don't I apply? Hire someone. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure some people would like to think, well, I already said, give me 12,000. After I raise the money, give me all the tools that I need. 
I'll go out there and get that 230K. Give me all the tools that I need. 12K after we raise the money. And I'll go get you your 230K. I would reach out to Dooney and Burke. Dooney and Burke was just here a few years ago. You seen that big jumbo plane coming into Westerly? Uh, two year, I think the graduation of 2021. I'll be reaching out maybe to the King family. Um, they're the heirs to the Little Rascals, um, Wheel of Fortune. I'll be reaching out to um, Taylor Swift's dad, who has said that that they want to donate to nonprofit organizations. Well, we can do it ourselves. You know, fundraising is kind of difficult. Uh, I think all of us have had experience doing fundraisers, and it's it's not that easy. So we do need somebody to handle that. I mean, so, so the only alternative would be to go to a different fundraiser if we weren't going to continue. And, and if this had been an issue where the fundraiser wasn't doing what they were supposed to do, but in, in different, they were held back by us. So, um, so I guess we'd have to look at, are we gonna count pledges that are gonna come in over three years? Would, would be one question that I think we would have to decide on. The other thing is, this, the plan of action that he gave us, I mean, how far along in that, what is what is he bringing to the table over the next four months that this committee, who I'd still like to know who all the people are in the committee, I only got six names last week at the meeting. The committee that's running the fundraising campaign, what are they not able to do that Mr. Barry can do in Westerly is a question I have. Did you want to speak to that? Sure, sure. So um, he, this is what he does for a living. He fundraised for the warm shelter. He fundraised for Narragansett. If we go back, I'd, I'd have to go back to the original brochure that we got, but um, he's a professional fundraiser and there's methodologies to it. And you start with the highest um, potential givers. And then you go to the next year and the next year and the next year. So it, it is a science. It's it's not something that I would be comfortable running. There's something else? And can we get go the ahead. committee? I'd like to know who's who's um, they seem to be the only I can send are... a I can send a list later, yeah. but off the top of my head I can't remember. But I'll send you a list. Other discussion on the good, Mrs. Cook. I'm not convinced that we need to continue doing any more fundraising. I think we just talked about, let's pursue more grant monies. Let's pursue some ride monies if we can get it. Um, let's talk to Ms. Fuller. Um, and we do have a fund balance. I don't know if that's her heresy to talk about that, but we can talk about that too. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of fundraising for anything, quite honestly, especially with public education. So I did support it originally, team player, but now I'm questioning whether that makes any sense because it's not it's not working. I mean, for whatever reason, I don't know if it shows that there isn't enough support for the project or if it's timing or if it's COVID or if it's the economy, but um, it might not be the might not be the way we want to go. That's up to the committee. I mean, that's just one opinion. If I could, I, so I, then I would just add that the the solic solicitation of donations has really only just started in earnest. There's been a lot of planning. There's been a lot of outreach, but it's it. It's really just getting going this this campaign. Um, 
So the committee's decision is is the committee's decision. But the superintendent wants this done. Everybody they want they want they want this done. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna back off on it. To to say that it it has failed or hasn't met the goal, I don't think is is entirely fair or accurate. Miss, I'm sorry, Miss Dunforth. Okay, sure. um, I was just going to say, I think this is again another point where it would be really important to kind of see. I think, and I think we already discussed this a little bit, is just kind of where we lie with pledges, kind of that breakdown to really understand what what seems realistically attainable, and if it, um, you know, I understand. But hasn't this been going on since 2019? When he did the feasibility study, I got to find a video that I made where Miranda and Jamie came at me like, bro, you got to take that down. We're going to get a field. It's going to take time. We got to give this guy $12,000 for a feasibility study. I understand having people who are advocating for the fundraising and doing that um, because I don't think it would be appropriate for any of us up here to be directly um, doing that in this case. Um, you know, having somebody to kind of lead that and coordinate it so that we were doing the right type of outreach is important um, to make sure you're hitting the key stakeholders and, you know, getting um, legitimate pledges and decent um, amounts coming in that we can really track and make sure we're going to get in the end. Um, but I think it would just be nice to kind of see that breakdown so we understand where it's coming from. Thank you. Ms. Bowdy. Yeah, so just for, for relevance, we've approached probably 35 to 40 people so far. And I think we have 26 that gave and our next level that we're ready to hit is 130 different people. So um, to Dr. Garso's point, we're probably 25% in. And then again, with the methodology, you, um, you gradually get more of uh, more information out to the public. We, you know, we go to the Westerly Sun, go on the radio, have events within the community. So it, it's a structured approach. Why have you not done that yet? Why was this a big secret? Like this was a big secret. You had one of the new members of the committee say that, you know, she had to bring up an ordinance saying I should have been brought up to speed on this. You had another member of the committee. See, I've been asking since last October to talk about this field. Why did you wait? And you talk about going on the radio, you know, rest in peace to Chris DiPaolo. How many people are listening to WBLQ? I invited Ed Hack on, on the stream. I said, come on and talk about this. Let's talk about the field. Jamie Vettolino, plenty of times. So nobody wants to talk about why we need the field. You know what? You people are always afraid to say anything. Always afraid to say anything you worried that oh they're not going to let us into the country club or they're not going to accept us or they're going to talk about us at the next football game Ms. Weichel maybe we could negotiate with him I mean if we how long this contract's 14 months or 18 months that we've been involved with him
And here comes Dan Barry's agent, Diane Bowdy, again. Well, I mean, the original contract was supposed to be May and is that, to November. Is that what we have? This, that's what this is? I would have said, Ms. Bowdy, are you here speaking as a school committee member? Or are you here speaking for Dan Barry? It should be. Who signed it? Because the copy that I have. No one even knows who signed the damn contract doesn't have a signature so i don't know well who... it's gotta be um i don't know i mean if it's no one knows who signed no one knows who signed the contract to give this guy 40 grand so it's a was it a pdf you received yes it okay. was in your in email the, the that... six documents that i sent on march 31st okay um i mean somebody's got the, PDF, the original signature i don't i don't probably I mean, was the school committee voted to approve that contract right i know but who signed it no one knows. Either me or Mrs. Nardone when she was No one knows who signed it. So I think we should renegotiate with him. If if he if he hasn't if we've been however many months into this contract and we have nineteen and a half thousand dollars pledges, I, I don't I don't understand what those mean to be honest. And over three years, I, I don't so a pledge, this is again, this is part of a fundraising no. process. It's a science of fundraising and you get pledges and they're over um a certain amount of time so if somebody says they're going to give twenty five thousand for over five thousand over five years so every year they they give a check for five thousand so what we would have to do is go through and say year one two three four five and say what the dollar amounts that are attributed to each of those years is. so that would be nice to see i guess then but we do also need to i don't know i mean i i just can't see giving him more money if it's been this long and if, if we're behind in the stages or the phases because we put it on pause then maybe we can negotiate with him say we paused it things weren't happening give us the next four months and let's hit, hit a goal let's figure something out i mean i know there are no deliverables necessarily attached to this because it well, was just based on time yeah that that's a nice to to think that way but it's not that it doesn't work that way in business you know well, yep. Again, this no, it doesn't work. I, if anyone's familiar with business and contracts, that's how that's how these things work. So, okay. So, um, I mean, I, I I think that I mean it's four months. I don't know if we should try to kind of renegotiate that to something because uh, when I look back at the numbers, it, it seemed like we had been here for, you know some time and I, I don't know what was on pause but um but if we're if we're serious about dan barry came into this fold 2019 or 2020 i remember the meeting i think mrs cook had just came on to the school committee around that time so he's been there at least that long and he made forty thousand over this amount of time and i want to know out of the twenty thousand that we have right how much did Dan Barry and Associates bring in? Are doing this, and we know we're going to have to fundraise for it. We're going to have to have somebody who's going to be heading that charge, but it doesn't necessarily have to be Daniel Barry either. So um, that's one of the reasons why we have a contract. When contracts expire, we might want to go somewhere else. So if there's if there's no motion, I'll move on to the next item then. Okay, possible naming opportunities. 
Anybody have any with that? Yeah, right. I, I will make a motion okay. um, to approve Daniel Barry up to, we'll, we'll change it, we'll say 7,500, split the amount and see what he can do in two months. I'll make a motion. Let's give Dan Barry another 7,500. She was so started the night out. Let's give Dan Barry 7,500. Kudos to the two members that rejected this. That's that's my motion. I have a motion. Replace Diane Bowdy on anything to do with Salagary Field. My second motion is anytime Bob Caradillo speaks, Diane Bowdy is to recuse herself from the school committee because she could never be level-headed enough to accept anything that Rob, Robert, Bob has to say. So them are my motions. Do have a second? Second. Discussion. Mr. Oba. I mean, it keeps coming back to me. We said we're going to be fundraising. We do need someone to help with the fundraising. Um, I think we need to keep moving forward with this. Uh, we can always renegotiate rene contracts in the future, but I, I feel like we're starting to do the same thing. We're starting to stand still. We're trying to redo, uh, just stop and say, let's start all over again. And I want to kind of avoid that. I mean, we're moving forward with the school buildings. I want to move forward with the fields. I think. You know, fundraising, we, we made that a big part of this. And more than half money is based on fundraising. Yes, we can probably get grants, but that's no more guaranteed than any of the fundraising. So let's move forward, as uh, Ms. Bowdy said. Other thoughts? Ms. Um, so I think in doing this, and um, again, I, I agree with having somebody who's in that fundraising position to really kind of do this outreach, um, but really creating some deliverables of like expectations. So when we do revisit this, if we go with a two month point of really saying, all right, what have we seen and what are we um, getting from there? Just so we, I think can make an educated decision. And um, I think it would just be beneficial to us to, um, hopefully this would be like a, a real good push to say, you know, this is in jeopardy of not continuing because there's, you know, a little bit of skepticism against continuing with the fundraising portion in this manner. Time out. Can we say that this is in jeopardy because of the working committee? Can we say this is in jeopardy? This isn't going to happen because of Diane Bowdy keeping it a secret for so long? Can we say this is in danger because when uh, school committee member Cook asked to put this on the agenda for over a year, it has been rejected after time? Can we say that you people on the working committee effed this up? Can we say that? I think, I think that's a great point, Ms. Thon. Thank you. We even said it's a good point. Okay. So we'll move. Do we have to do a poll vote or can we just this poll vote? I don't even All right. know what so we'll we do have a poll to vote, vote on. on this. We'll start with Ms. Cook. No. Ms. Dunn. Yes. Mr. Gencarelli. Uh Yes. I say yes. yes. Mr. 
Thank you. That's fly call. All points. No. Okay. So that passes. That will do five in two points. months. Five and, points um, on I this think committee. Point five taken. Like, points. This is, if we're going to keep doing this. We've got to see some results. I think yeah, that's, you keep uh, doing this. You know, Dan Barry's like, great. yeah, boy. And if it's true that we're only 25% interested, we've got another 130 people lined up. Let's see what happens. Um. All right, so next item is possible naming opportunities for major donations. He's like, we got another 7,500 and don't even have to put it on a website. Um, I personally did not have a chance to review the policy enough that I feel comfortable uh, voting on this myself personally, but that's me. If anybody has any thoughts on this, I'll take them. If not, I'll move on. Okay. I'm sorry. Does Bill have thoughts? Oh, he might. Bernie Nardone, did you have something before I go to this body occasionally i have thoughts sometimes they make sense sometimes, sometimes they don't same as mine um, in this case you have a, a policy in existence and the option or naming opportunity is handled on a case-by-case -case basis so i think if you have an opportunity in front of you that's when you need to make the decision as of now the policy exists and if someone says I'll give you 150,000 and I want the, the scoreboard named after my pet. You have a serious consideration to make. If someone says, I'll give you 150,000 and I want the scoreboard named in honor of my family, that's a little different discussion, but you do have a policy in place. You can handle them as they come along. So as they come in, <clears throat> since the main so you have a policy you speak in, in on that? place, so you just change the policy as needed unless it works against you. So what if I want to, um, what if my inheritance I have coming up, I think I have what, 125,000. If I say, I want the home bleaches to be, can we keep a real podcast bleaches? I know the superintendent is going to be like, over my dead body to the big trombone player. You know, we have a superintendent that someone said he was an exceptional trombone player. But really, I had no experience at education at all. Yes. Yeah, so the only thing, just some qualifying information, this is, again, part of what happens in major fundraising campaigns. And um, we can do any form of recognition that the committee wants to do. I know years ago, we talked about Feinstein coming in and they wanted to take care of State Street School and, and name it a Feinstein School. And we said, no, um, this is different. But um, I know like at in Narragansett, they had different recognition levels for, you know, $80,000, 100,000, 150. So I think case by case is fine. Thank you. Any other thoughts on this? Ms. Weichel, go ahead. These would be reviewed by the school committee or the yep. school committee. Policy of the school committee, correct? Yes. Attorney Nardone. Okay. Uh, so next item is referral of fields project overview to school building subcommittee. Um, at this point, I will entertain a motion to approve that. So moved. Ms. Bowdy. Second. Mr. Ober. Discussion. Okay, I'll just say I think this is where it belongs. I think uh, that that building subcommittee has done a nice job uh, with what they've done so far. I think this is a project that is definitely too big for the committee to handle, especially with the, the numbers that we're talking. 
So I think that this is um, a great thing. Attorney, I don't, oh, go ahead, Ms. Cook. Mr. Chair, um, I completely agree. I actually suggested this, so I, I appreciate you guys um, being on board with this, but um, does this mean that the working group continues its work? They're gonna focus only on the fundraising aspect. I just wanna be sure that we're crystal clear on the difference between the two groups, because I still don't know who's in the working group. I don't think there's any minutes or any kind of report out. So maybe they could dovetail into the building committee and report in. I mean, Joe, I don't, Joe and Mike, you're on the committee. I don't know what you think, but I don't think we should be working in silos on any of this stuff. No, I agree. I don't think we should. I think it would be that obviously the fundraising is going to have to be speaking with the building subcommittee in my eyes. But if Joe or Mr. Ober want to talk about. Got a thought? All right. There you go. Oh, Ms. Michael. Something, And I don't know if this actually goes back to the um, proposal or if we would put this on to the, uh, the committee, the building subcommittee. But I think that we, I, we need to, I think, have a motion to have the proposal redone. We, I mean, we talked about all, all that, but I think we should see a proposal if we're going to be moving forward at some point with the one field at the 10% higher, including that one um, option that I think we all agreed on the lettering. So we'd have to maybe discuss that, the lettering in the end zones. I don't think we need the netting because it's not there, but we need to see a concrete number for the one field because if that's where it's gonna go. So I don't know if that goes to the subcommittee or if that's something that I should have talked about back when we were talking about. That's my question. Can that attorney Nardone? That request has actually already been made. They just, um, Andrew, when he first came in, said they weren't able to turn that around in two days, but they're, they're working on that. Six days. You can have six days. Right. Thank you. Um, so we have a all right, let's get to the open forum of this. Do they, did they even have an open forum? This seems to be almost over. Motion on the floor. We have a second. Do, should we do another poll vote, Attorney Nardo? Then we shall. Ms. Cook? Yes. Ms. Dunn? Yes. Mr. Gincarelli? Yes. I'm a yes. Ms. Bowdy? I'm a yes, but, and I want to qualify now. This was always <laughs> supposed to be under the table. Take it out of your mouth. What? Mr. Ober? Yes. And Ms. Whitewall? All right, motion carries. So we got that done. So that's going to the uh, building committee. I'll take, seek a motion to adjourn. We out of here. No open forum, I, I guess. Is there anyone from the public that was hoping to talk? Or if not, then we can just move on. I think there's somebody here. Can I make a motion to amend the agenda to add open forum? Yes. It's not an actionable item. That's the guy you got to talk to over there. You really can't add, school committees cannot add items to your agenda. Unless, Unless it fits the school committee's agenda. Within 48 hours prior to the meeting on the Secretary of State's website, or if it's an emergent matter, uh, for example, the, the roof is caving in and you have to get a contractor to fix it immediately, even if it's just for discussion. You can't, you can't amend the agenda to add items. Right. I'll second the motion. To second the motion. Oh, any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. They ain't letting no one talk. Well, there we have it. That was part two of the school committee meeting. Um, yeah, Bowdy, man, was doubling as an agent for Dan Barry. Dan Barry gets his 7500 Wonder what Miss Bowdy's commission is on that. I mean, the guy, he gave the guy $40,000 over how long? You know what I mean? And he, and he only brought in twenty grand. i am in favor of, of a turf field. Um, 
Another show we working on, man. We just finally got the police report from Tiverton Police about the resource officer that was arrested for shooting at the guidance counselor. Can I say that right? You know, but did so many things. Had the resource officer had a bed or a cot in his office where he would go in and take naps. Um, but the police report they gave me was redacted like like crazy so we're gonna talk about that and don't forget the beginning of this we talked about an nbc 10 article about school security money that they were giving like a half million dollars to each school westerly didn't even apply for it um you know barville took advantage of the four hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars that they were getting But not everybody took advantage of this money. So now a lot of people want to know, did the field go out to bid? I could. So in a conversation with the town manager yesterday, he was clear that going through the source well process uh, basically is the RFP. That, that yes. an RFP has been issued through this process. Correct. Um, because this project or others using the source well process doesn't need to go to bid doesn't necessarily mean that it shouldn't but the but the expectation would be that the pricing would be higher than we would get through source well yes because you're not getting the volume pricing that they get right. because of all the members that could potentially purchase off this contract okay so that basically a lot of people want to know so they said yes it did go out to bid um, I also, I have a daughter who is currently a student at the high school and another daughter who graduated in 2021. And I'm here tonight regarding the appointment of James Murano as interim principal at the high school. While he is a respected educator and in no way complicit, he is a close relative of a staff member who was recently dismissed from the high school for sexual misconduct involving a carded student. Jesus Christ. That no one in the administration recognized this appointment, this appointment as problematic is dispiriting. It's as if the country's recent progress in matters of sexual misconduct calling for empathy and support of victims of sexual harassment and abuse, as well as serious reflection on how institutions respond to sexual misconduct bypass the Westerly Public Schools Administration. And the school committee's public response to shrug and say it's out of their hands is an abdication of accountability and leadership. The taxpayers and members of the community deserve better. But it's the administration that's really failing us here. Dr. Garceau's responses when questioned that arrangements were made long before the incident and Mr. Morano obviously had nothing to do with what transpired, were true, well true, were woefully inadequate. And while it might be an inconvenience, I'm confident that there are plenty of retired or current administrators who don't have a close relationship with a dismissed employee who could step into this role. And it's especially small inconvenience in light of the message that this appointment sends. It tells the broader community that the Westerly Public School System doesn't take sexual misconduct seriously, particularly troubling as we're trying to attract new leadership in the high school. It tells our students that we care more about convenience and cronyism than doing what's right. It potentially creates an uncomfortable environment for those who are participating in the investigation, including current students, teachers, and staff members. It calls into question how we will respond to future incidents of sexual abuse and misconduct, which could have a chilling effect on the reporting of incidents that are already thought to be underreported. It signals the administration's failure to reflect on how we as an institution can support victims and prevent further victimization. Given the administration's typical response to criticism and their actions to date, I don't imagine that anything will change about this appointment or that any meaningful self-reflection will occur. My hope is that the school committee doesn't forget this when they have an opportunity. Ms. Dinwoody should probably do a little bit more homework 
before accusing somebody of not knowing what he's talking about. Shit and far right wing crap for two years. I'm extremely offended. We have by two that. open forms. One is for agenda items to be adhered to. One is for whatever we want to talk about. Folks tonight, um, and it, they seemed like they were very comfortable in attacking me, and I felt attacked, quite honestly, but that's okay. I defend their right to attack me. Thank you again, Mr. Chairman. I don't threaten anyone. I don't use profanity. With all due respect to Mr. Flanagan, I can stand up here and say nothing for five minutes, or stand in my head, or sing the Brown Fight song for five minutes and do whatever I want. It's my First Amendment right. Ms. Dinwiddie doesn't seem to get that in my complaints, I wasn't referring to ARC violating OMA. ARC is not a public body. You all are a public body. The Westerly Town Council is a public body. Never did I say or intimate that ARC was in violation. Ms. Cook or any Westerly School Committee member can engage with the public and share any public documents they wish. I, for example, know that documents were shared between ARC and the Westerly School Committee, but I said nothing because I know it's not against the law. What isn't permitted are private meetings, and this is where this committee, as well as the Westerly... So if you guys want to get into code of conduct, let's go, because I'm going to say that some of the stuff that was Town talked Council about... should be found guilty. This entire letter is a character assassination of Mrs. Cook by Mrs. Din by Ms. Dinwoody, all due to Mrs. Cook having a different viewpoint on things than does Ms. Dinwoody. As usual, when Dinwoody and Ark fail to get its way, it lashes out with labeling, name-calling, and an attempt to punish those with whom they disagree. The emails shared with me are public documents and perfectly legal to share. The fact that they incriminate the school committee and the town council is what really has Ms. Dinwoody upset. That's the bad guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. That's the bad guy. The bad guy. You don't have to have a mental health provider in the room with these, these students. You could even pilot it at the high school where just like they would leave uh, campus to go to their doctor um, and then they would get a, and then they would get, um, uh, you know, a, an excuse, right? It would be the same thing. They would go to this room, they would check in, they would talk either on their phone, the computer, um, and there would, there would be, uh, you know, a mental health uh, clinician would sign off and say this is their appointment date and time. A more lost instructional time. If you're talking about during the day, that that's a, a problem. That's bad guy. Bad. Invite members of the community to the podium. <laughs> we have your name. Thank you, Miss uh, King. You need to think about it. And as Leslie said, what you say matters. How you say it matters. Just because you can say it doesn't mean you should What's say it. What's going on here? Maybe some kind of personal issue here where maybe the younger sister is maybe doing a little bit better than the older brother. The younger sister is maybe a little bit happy. We have your name. There was no real design done until um, Turf Green presented that proposal that was forwarded to you yesterday. Sign at all. There was no real design done at all. There was no real design done until um, Turf Green presented that proposal. That's the to this extent, even the impression of impropriety must be avoided. And principle five, make public relevant institutional information in order to promote communication. That is, if you haven't been over there, first person to call in right now at 401-322-9091. I'll give you a 20. <laughs>